Jordan. Ian, who was practicing their magic, performed the wrong incantation, and accidentally turned their granddad into a boy's own poster. Victoria Beckham? No! Two guys! What the? Victorian Beckham. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had to stop myself laughing. Hello, and welcome to episode 36 of Two Guys What's Up, the weekly comedy podcast where if I could read, things would be a lot easier. Ain't that true? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Ian, and I am joined by the guy with the patience of a saint, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? I'm feeling very sainty today. Very sainty, very, uh. Very patient. Very. <laughs> <laughs> You do a good job, mate. Thank you. I think uh, if anyone else was in your position, they'd have quit by now. I was on the verge. <laughs> I've been on the verge a few times. <laughs> I think my patience comes from teaching seven-year-old children the guitar. Okay, so you're likening my reading skills to working with seven-year-old children. And I'd say they've still got the upper hand. <laughs> you know the saying, don't work with animals or children, or Ian. <laughs> I thought you were just going to put yourself in with the animals then. <laughs> Either way, mate, any category will work. <laughs> Sloth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Koala bear. That's mainly just because of the gonorrhea, though. Oh, oh. <laughs> the giant panda. Yeah, yep. Sleeping, eating, zero sex. I mean, it's what my life has become. Yeah. So I guess you and I were probably meant to work together then because we're just we're just both different animals. Well, they do say we're from the animal kingdom, so... Different things, same shape. Yes, my shape is more kind of rounded. Oh, yeah, and I'm dead skinny, me. <laughs> See, the problem is you're quite tall, but I'm as tall as you if I lay down. <laughs> Your spine just distends. <laughs> Grim. Oh, God. Anyway, so jumping into things, how are you? You good? You all right? I'm fine. I'm slightly annoyed because just prior to this recording, I had to go clean up Teddy's sick off the stairs. And uh, who is Teddy? I don't think that you've ever uh, disclosed the name. I've never said. I don't believe so. Okay. Teddy is the dog that I keep selling and that kind of (laughs) keeps coming back to me like a boomerang. I think it's because he keeps throwing up... On everyone's carpet. <laughs> exact his revenge by puking on your carpets. Yeah, it's like you f this will show you. <laughs> but he says it in more of a Woof. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, a more barky dialect. A more doggish. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm I'm good. I can't complain, even though I do. Everything's fine. I'm alright. Good. But how are you? Are you feeling any better? Uh, yeah, I'm absolutely grand. I've got my microphone back. Oh, I couldn't even tell. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell, mate. <laughs> Sounded awful. Uh, you only ever do hear me through the phone though, so Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that still sounds shit. <laughs> Half of the time, it's impossible to interpret what I'm trying to say to you. <laughs> to be honest, though, they actually did find a fault, didn't they, that they corrected? They did, yeah. Uh, I can't remember what it was. I didn't check the serial number before I sent it off, so it might just be a whole new microphone. Or it might just be the same one, I don't know. <laughs> and it might just start the same fault again. Possibly, yeah. I'm, honestly, with my luck and the way things go for me, I'm genuinely expecting it to happen again in the next <laughs> six weeks. And I tried to do my 10 years extended warranty that comes with the microphone, and the pack that I bought is not listed in the items that you can choose from so really yeah well, i got the same one i'm sure and i've done it well i i couldn't do it i couldn't work it out i am a moron a technophobe though oh, yes all right yes <laughs> either word <laughs> same shape different thing 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm being really mean. No, it's fine. I'll let you off. But you've got it back, and that's a really good thing. Very true, yeah. So hopefully now when I'm listening back to myself doing the edits, I won't have to be like, turn it right down so I don't have to hear the horrible cadence of my voice through that shitty microphone. <laughs> I am only kidding, though. I mean, it wasn't a bad microphone. It definitely does its job, and it's very helpful as a backup. Oh, yeah. I mean, it allowed us to actually continue, didn't it? Yep, yep. But you got this, re- well, replacement or repaired mic mm-hmm. back quite quickly, actually. Fairly quick, yeah. Considering they said in maybe six weeks. Yeah, yeah. 60 days, they said, so two months. Oh, wow, okay. So it's not been too bad, then. Not at all. Yeah, I'm quite impressed. Thank you, Gear for Music. Hey! You can sponsor us if you like. Absolutely, yeah, go for it. Give us free mics. Seize as yours keep breaking. Couple of drum kits and guitars. <laughs> Anything you want to chuck at us. Except keyboards. They're heavy. <laughs> grand piano. <laughs> Have this. Baby grand. <laughs> this will shut them up. <laughs> just stick your head in it before they... <laughs> Yeah, they make, just make sure it. to finish the job. It's a very Tom and Jerry-esque thing, I think, yeah. But uh, a little bit of a, a different start today, because this episode is coming out on September 11th. Yeah. What's the relevance with that, Ian? Uh, it's my mum's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Ian's <laughs> mum. I, didn't, well, I could, couldn't think of anything else to say in that. <laughs> But, of course, it was the tragic 9-11 attack, and we were going to do something on it, weren't we? Because there's obviously a lot of conspiracy theories, and there's a lot of this and that about it. But we also thought, we want to keep things kind of light, and we didn't also want to seem inappropriate or making light of a horrible thing. Definitely. There's not much room for jokes in that kind of episode. So, we decided against it, really, didn't we? And we're going to go with our usual tack. Yep, absolutely. uh, You visited there, didn't you? I did, yeah. We visited New York in February 22 Mm -hmm. and I didn't initially think I would enjoy it. Like, I thought, yeah, I mean, it's probably going to be all right. But honestly, it's not somewhere that I ever envisioned going to see and visit. Right. But actually, I loved it. It was one of my favourite places that I've been to. And more appropriately to the topic right now, we did visit the 9-11 Memorial and the museum. And it was really interesting. I was looking back at some of the photos that I took, and I was kind of hoping if I could pick out some kind of interesting facts. But truth be told, they're more visuals than anything else. Mm -hmm. So I took a picture of a South Tower column, which, according to the write-up that was next to it, it was between floors 30 and 33, they estimate. And during the actual tower's collapse, they said the extreme stress caused this multi-ton piece of steel, which is huge, you couldn't wrap your arms around it, right. to fold over onto itself. Wow. And it kind of put into perspective the amount of pressure and Force intensity. It, yeah. yeah, exactly. It was just kind of crazy. I, I don't want to dwell on it too much, but of course it was incredibly sad and there was some of the fire trucks that were there Mm. that are just completely beaten up because rubble got over it and uh, you know it's all bent and it's awful and there's actual pictures of that same truck with the firefighters there trying to get people out and it's super weird it kind of puts life into perspective how delicate it is yeah yeah I mean I guess us seeing that you know like on TV and seeing it happening you know across the world for us it's like you you think oh shit man that's, that's such a horrible thing but then you turn the TV off and then life resumes yeah yeah you don't you don't forget about it you know but you go about your day and but for the people who like you know you see that fire truck you think fucking hell man i'm now stood like a few feet away from it and that was actually here and it makes it feel a lot more real exactly i think it was more the grand scale of everything yeah, yeah. that i could begin to appreciate because also like i'm not massively stupid it's slightly stupid but <laughs> i realized that the skyscrapers in new york but i didn't realize how tall they really are yeah again you know you see them on tv and you're like oh that's big but then when you see it in front of you you're like oh fucking hell I didn't quite realise exactly and it's not like I was even stood next to one but you 
literally have to crane your neck vertically up to be able yeah. to see the tops of these towers. I mean, it is massive. It reminds me of a thing, and I've seen people mention this. And there must be a name for it. I don't suffer with vertigo, and I'm not I'm not brilliant with heights, but I, I wouldn't say I'm massively phobic of heights or anything. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, this sounds really weird. I have a thing where if I look up at the sky, let's say if it was a clear day or something like that, or I'm looking up particularly at one of these skyscrapers, yep. I get this weird sense of kind of vertigo, really, like a sort of dizzy. Yeah. <laughs> As I'm saying now, I've never said this out loud and I think I sound stupid, <laughs> but I get a sense of, right, this is my internal monologue. Oh my God, what if gravity stopped and I shoot up towards it? <laughs> <laughs> so, it's right. like, so it's like the feeling as if I was going to fall to it, but obviously you can't do that. Yeah. But I think it's that kind of grand scale thing. It's really weird. I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> okay, well, I did not see that coming. But I had that all the time, just kind of looking up and thinking, Jesus, that's tall. Yeah, right. Weird. <laughs> but New York, if you get a chance to go, is a lovely place. I really enjoyed it. I even got to meet a magic friend of mine that I've known for 20 years now, and, and it was wonderful. Oh, is this your gentleman friend with the wonky knees. <laughs> No, he's Swedish. Oh, my mistake. He was the guy that recorded the Paper Cuts DVD in Norway in 2010 with Dan and Dave. And it was lovely to meet up with him because I had not seen him for near enough that amount of time really since. Wow. So it was lovely. Really nice. But if you do go, take a heap of cash because that place is expensive. Yeah, I can imagine. There's a lot of questions and a lot of things that I would love to uh, grill you on about New York right now. But we do have an episode to jump into, don't we? That can wait. (laughs) (laughs) No, all right, you can grill me on them another time. So, Jordan, what are you going to be gooing into to do? <laughs> well, Ian, I will be gooing into... <laughs> do you remember a couple of weeks ago I mentioned I used to write jokes and then I made that stupid comment of, I couldn't be a comedian, yeah. even though I'm on a comedy <laughs> podcast. Idiot. <laughs> yeah, I remember that very well. <laughs> I'm sure you do, yeah. That was my line of the year. <laughs> And in that, I said that I wrote my own jokes, or I used to. We're talking 10 plus years ago. Anyway, I found them. I found the old note file, and I thought I would just try a few for you. Brilliant. And we can put to bed just how shit I am. (laughs) Well, you never know. This might be the beginning of your fantastic comedy career. Yes, or the beginning of the end. (laughs) One or the other, definitely. We'll, We'll see how it goes. Anyway, what have you got coming up for us today? Okie dokie, Jordan, me old pal. So today, I'm going to be looking at another conspiracy just for you, as you said you love them so much. I do love them, yeah. And with all the alien talk floating about at the moment, I thought this might be the best idea of a topic so that I can help people get prepared for the inevitable alien invasion that we're all expected to happen. What? You know, you heard about it. Alien invasion. And you've not been telling them that, oh, I'm going to be the one that will be bargained off or something. (laughs) Yeah, everyone else, if you see an alien, just say that you'll give them Jordan's number and refer them to me. I will sort it out, don't worry. Yeah, I've heard this plan before. Well, it's a, it's a fairly good one, I think. You know, it saves the rest of us. The lives of Jordan for the lives of the many, I think, is a fair bargaining. No? I mean, I suppose I would be classed as a martyr, wouldn't I? Absolutely, yeah. You would literally be... A hero. Canonised. You would literally become a saint. Do you mean I would be shot out of a cannon? Yeah, into the craft. That's how we're going to get you there. <laughs> Bye! You're welcome! It'll be better if Elon strapped a rocket to my back. Okay, well, I mean, we can ask him. We can get him involved. I'm sure he's pals with aliens anyway. (laughs) It's got a big X on it, though. Yeah. 
<laughs> just get the advertising into the next galaxy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so today uh, I am not going to be giving away your coordinates for the alias to come get you, Jordan. No, don't worry. I am going to be giving you all the relevant information on Project Bluebeam. Oh, good old Bluebeam. Not to be confused with Project Blue Book. Okay, fair enough, yeah. But that's a topic for another day, so shut up and listen. <laughs> I am shutting up and I am listening. <laughs> so let's just jump into this now then. Project Bluebeam is a conspiracy theory that suggests that high-tech, secret government project aims to create what would appear to be an alien invasion or religious event using advanced technologies such as holograms and mind control in hopes to manipulate and control the world's population into banding together and fall in line under a new world order. Or in other words, a single global government. Yeah, so this ties in, doesn't it, to all the recent UFO postings on sort of TikTok and social media. Yeah, I mean, I'll get into why that's happening or, you know, why that is... is speculated to be happening but yeah that is definitely exactly what ties into it so all this mm. stuff that's going out it's like essentially the government is preparing us and showing us that it can happen yeah sort of like oh the cat's out of the bag yeah. people are saying things oh yeah it really is true so we'll drip feed you this before we change the world exactly for the perceived better but for the definitely the worst yeah for the better of the of the people that run it yes exactly yeah, yeah not for us peasants so the conspiracy theory doesn't have a specific pinpointed date of creation but it started to gain traction in the early 1990s. And this theory is often attributed to a Canadian journalist named Serge Monast. But who is this guy? I've never heard of him. Well, let's learn a little. During the 1970s and 80s, Monast was a journalist, poet, and essayist. But in the early 1990s, he shifted his job to conspiracy guy and started writing about things like the New World Order and secret societies. It's a bit like David Icke that you mentioned as well. I think he speaks about it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Isn't it weird how, I mean, you said it before, that what David Icke has started speaking about has now slowly started to become truth. So why couldn't that be true for other people? Yeah, exactly. But also it's all the many things that he's said, and probably other people have said too, that initially Mm -hmm. they were kind of laughed at as saying, you f***ing idiot. Exactly, yeah. But actually, as you say, they've come true. And so who's to say that the things that they have also said that hasn't yet come true, who's to say that that wouldn't? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Keep your eyes and ears peeled, keep your minds open, and keep your wits about. And keep your cabbage in the fridge. (laughs) Do what you want with your cabbage, that's none of our concern. Oh, okay, sorry. (laughs) So in 94, Manast released a book called Project Bluebeam, NASA in brackets, detailing how NASA, in conjunction with the United Nations, was planning to introduce a New Age religion headed by a fake antichrist. And this plan aimed to initiate the New World Order through a technologically simulated second coming of Christ. Oh, I do like a good second coming. (laughs) That's always my favourite. <laughs> it's a bit less intense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've lost a bit of stamina, you know, but you get into it, you get a good rhythm and it's always fun. I don't think that's what he meant though, did he? <laughs> I don't think that's what he meant, no. Oh, <laughs> right, Just our okay. dirty minds picking out the dirty bits. Oops. So in 95, he wrote a book called Les Protocoles de Toronto, in brackets 666, which translates, reads, 666 fantastic recipe for the world's tastiest cheese toasties. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> I am, of course, kidding. It obviously translates to the Toronto Protocols in brackets 666. I like the cheese toasty one myself. It is tastier as well. Tastier and, and less future scary. I don't know. I mean, they could clog arteries. That's true. Yeah, you're probably more likely to die from cheese toasties than a secret government cabal. Especially the amount I eat. <laughs> 
<laughs> so this writing claimed that a Masonic group named 666 had been amassing influential figures over the last two decades, slowly getting closer to their end goal of establishing their precious global dominance and perfecting their powers to manipulate individuals' minds. In 96, Manas claimed that he was being pursued by law enforcement for his alleged involvement in prohibited informational networks, and in December 96, he was arrested, and then just one day after this arrest and subsequent night in jail, he passed away from a heart attack at 51. I know why. Go on. Too many cheese toasts. <laughs> 666 to be precise. <laughs> Maybe 665 was fine, but that was the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> yeah. He had got Gouda coming out of his ears. <laughs> <laughs> Mozzarella falling out his nose. It's crying applewood. Oh, God. Shitting brie. <laughs> or if you've got some crisps and you're walking past and you happen to see it, you know, just give a little dip. It's like a free cheese fountain, isn't it? Have you tried between the toes? <laughs> oh, cheese fountains are something I hate. Why? I don't know. Like the fondue sets. Yeah, yeah. That's oh. what, they're amazing. I don't know. It's just something about it. I'm not into it. When I was a child, my mum got bored one day and she decided to chuck you in. Yeah. This guy, get him out in the <laughs> into the into the fountain, and that's where I developed my love of cheese from. <laughs> Sorry, you were saying. Uh, yeah. So she made these small cubes. You know, like you get on cocktail sticks of cheese, like cubes. Oh yeah. She put them in breadcrumbs and deep fried them, and they were the Ooh, best thing I've ever had in my life. They do sound good, and I can still remember them to this day. And I have wanted them again ever since. You've realised that you could do that, don't you? I do not trust myself near hot oil. <laughs> <laughs> you could absolutely do that and be 100% safe. No, I will probably burn my house down. <laughs> I'll just see you on the, on the local news. It was like, I only wanted to make some cheesy squares. <laughs> yeah. Stood there with one of those uh, tinfoil covers around me with the ambulance behind me. Like, I just wanted some, some breadcrumb cheese cubes. <laughs> Jordan said it'd be okay. I was not okay. My wife's in the background signing a divorce papers. <laughs> With a slightly ashy pen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't trust myself. I, I don't know the etiquette of hot oil, like, temperature. Because whenever I cook something, right, I put it to high because the fire is what cooks it. So it gets warm quick and then you just keep stirring it or whatever. <laughs> like, so say you're doing beans, right? You put the beans in, onto full, give it a stir, it's done. But every single time I do that, my wife comes in, she's like, what are you doing? Turns it down to one. I'm like, well, it's not going to do anything on one, is it? <laughs> I think it's because at this point, the fire alarm's going off and you've knackered three saucepans. <laughs> I keep it stirring, you know, I keep it moving so it just warms through so it doesn't stick to the bottom and my wife obviously gets angry at me and turns it down to one and I'm like, what are you doing? And then obviously I think I know what I'm doing because I'm such a great cook, obviously, and I'm like, what are you f***ing doing? Turn it back up to ten. And it's not like your wife's a professional chef. <laughs> yeah, and I'm there like, who do you think you are? Touching my beans. <laughs> Back up to ten. That's how you do it. I, you know what? I really want to watch you cook one day. Yeah, yeah, fair enough, mate. Come on, come on around. I'll make you a coffee. Okay. I'll order you a pizza See, in. The- <laughs> See, the thing that I said cook, and then you think coffee, <laughs> it's probably the issue. <laughs> Moving on. Yes. So, no, he did not die from cheese overload. Supporters were suspicious because they thought he was possibly assassinated through psychotronic weapons that halted his investigations. So, yes, essentially he was men in black. Right, okay. They were like, you're on to the truth here, mate, and we don't like it. Eat the cheese. <laughs> Eat it all. And yeah, he had a heart attack. <laughs> Just as he was gobbling down that last bit of stilton. <laughs> 
Anyway, in his version of the theory that he detailed in earlier books, Monas detailed how the elite bastards were just going to ultimately get this done and included several key elements. So here are the steps that he thought the government was going to take in order to control the masses, which I will go into in a little bit more depth in a second. So don't be like, what does that mean? All right, because I'll tell you a sec. So number one, simulated events. What's that mean? I knew that was coming. (laughs) I'm going to mute you. (laughs) Number two, alien invasion scenario. And number three, mind control. Interesting. So the Project Blue Bleam, Blue Bleam. (laughs) I knew I was going to do that, you know. This isn't even a fucking tongue twister. <laughs> I was going to mention at the start that I had so much trouble trying to say it last night. And I was like, I need to practice in it. I was like, I was like, Project Blue Bream. Project Blue Bream. Pro- Project Blue Bream. I, just, I couldn't, couldn't say it. So Right, Ian. Can you say it three times in a row? <laughs> Uh, just for anyone that doesn't know, by the way, this was on a bonus episode. Oh yeah, that is true. So this might be a little indicator of all the fantastic content over on the Patreon if you want to go and have a look at that for just £3. Absolutely, yeah. That is less than your cup of Costa. So, Project Blue Beam, Project Blue Beam, plug... That's a no then. (laughs) Project... No, that is a very big no. Project Blue Beam, Project Blue Beam, Project Blue Beam. Ah, I can't even fucking do it now! (laughs) It's not just me. <laughs> Why has this gone south fast? It's hard, isn't it? It's because I think you mix the two letters of the beginning and the end word. So you, you said Project Blue Bream. I don't know why, man. Project Blue Beam. Project Blue Beam. Project Blue Beam. Hey, there we go. <laughs> anyway, Ian, what is this four-step plan? <laughs> so the four-step plan, in a nutshell, is to deceive and manipulate the public by using advanced technologies. But as the years have passed, the theory has grown to include another step... So here I will go into and detail all of these steps, and it all starts with said brand new step, which we're seeing being put into practice right about now. So these steps are as follows. Number one, engineered natural disasters. So in the first stage, it's claimed that the government would use their precious advanced technology to create and trigger natural disasters like earthquakes, tsunamis, hurricanes, or fires, Jordan. Okay. Have you seen all the stuff that's going on in Hawaii at the moment? Yeah, and also there was some stuff in Greece, wasn't there? Absolutely, yeah. There's a few conspiracy theories going on about that. And I mean, I know a lot of people might think, why do you need to make conspiracy theories about everything? Can you not just let these people have their space? You know, they've been through a horrible time. Mm. Why do you need to jump in and, and sort of annoy them? But when you look at it, it is kind of hard to ignore. I mean, I don't think it's beneath a corrupt government. No, absolutely not. Definitely not. That's the thing. And we've seen the stuff that they can do. I mean, like MK Ultra. You know, that was a fucking horrible thing. Mm. There was another experiment that the government did where they gave a group of African people syphilis. <laughs> so this is really interesting. So you're touching on a topic that I was going to speak about in the future. Oh, so you'll know about this. Then. Uh, well, this was going off the top of my head, so you might have a bit more information. Fucking horrible stuff. So it is definitely not beyond the scopes of people who want to make money and don't care about other people, you know, to use as their test subjects and just do this sort of shit. Yeah. And uh, have you heard about all this sort of stuff about Oprah Winfrey acquiring land? Not about land. I've heard about Oprah Winfrey rubbing baby blood on her. Yep, yeah, I've heard about stuff like that. As like an anti-aging thing. Oh, mate, that, there is a whole massive insane conspiracy theory about that. And I don't know if it's a little bit too dark to go into, really. I'll tell you about it later. We can discuss. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, I've heard a statement yesterday that she bought a load of land, like 60 odd acres in Hawaii, and then all these fires started. There are people who claim to see pillars of light and beams coming down and hitting the land in Hawaii. Yeah, I've seen that. These fires started, and for some reason, all Oprah's land that she bought is absolutely fine, untouched. But there was also a technology conference that was in Hawaii. So what people are starting to put together is this land is being bought so that they can burn it all to the ground, start again, and build it as the world's first smart city. Okay, I see. So all this sort of shit's going crazy. So that is the first step. Engineered natural disasters, which they can just implement, do what they want, you know, to wipe people out, get rid of things, get rid of that, build this up there, do whatever they want. Creepy. Yeah. So the second step is holographic, visual, and auditory effects. Ah, uh, yeah. So this is a bit like what I was suggesting, wasn't it, about maybe all the UFO things now? Uh, yes, absolutely. Well spotted. So the second stage involves the use of sophisticated holographic technology to create a realistic and convincing images and sounds in the sky. These holograms could include religious figures, aliens, UFOs, as you stated, Jordan. Yeah, there you go. All designed to evoke a sense of awe. So yeah, we're seeing all these UFOs at the moment. Videos are coming out. And I've seen footage from, I think it's a basketball game in America where they've got like a big dome and they have like, like a, in a theatre and they have like holographic whales just floating around. I know exactly what you mean, yeah. Now I have only seen this in passing so I can't obviously attest to its veracity. I don't know if it's true or if it's just like as part of marketing yeah. or something like that but you know if, if that is real then it's showing the, the true stages that we're at with holographic technology. So if I see something in the sky how am I to just be able to go like oh yeah that's definitely real when I've seen that other things are possible. Good point and also i just thought back then when you were saying that about the abba voyage tour uh well concert really isn't it it's only in london i think which is literally hologram of them performing right yeah as if they were young and it opens up so many doors to you know like you could see the beatles uh you know complete including yeah. lennon and so on uh, as they were young and, and everything and that's all hologram but apparently it looks so realistic yeah i've seen that with tupac they had him on stage oh really okay yeah and that was a, a sim- same thing thing so it's like him performing all his music and obviously he is again you know conspiracy surrounds it but he is uh, for all intents and purposes dead be like michael jackson wouldn't it as well and so on exactly yeah i'm gonna go into all this at some point i've got it written down nice but yes holograms are they real are they not possibly who knows but apparently it's part of the plan Mm. so the third point is telepathic mind control right so this theory proposes the use of mind control technologies to transmit messages directly into people's minds which would create a perception of the hearing it that the messages are of a divine or extraterrestrial origin further manipulating the upside down public perception and beliefs I mean like thinking about I mean like even just these first two points that we spoke about like there's no way in my mind now that I can possibly go Ugh, I can't see that happening that's a bit far-fetched because <laughs> nothing's far-fetched these days anymore is it really I suppose yeah I mean you literally have to think not mm, probably not but you have to think well maybe like how do I know I don't work in the private sector of NASA and the government and weapons developers and stuff like that there could be fucking anything yeah and now they've actually devised a way to record dreams have you heard about that? No, I haven't. So it's a very interesting thing. They map your brain while you're sleeping. Oh, sorry. I think I have seen this. Yeah, you're right. They, they make you think about something when you're awake, and then they map what your brain does, and then they use AI to put that information into a picture. So you say, I'm looking at this, and I'm, my brain's doing this when I look at it, and then it puts that picture to that thing. And then when you dream, it takes your brain activity and turns it into an image of what you're dreaming about. Wow. So you can now see your dreams, and you can watch them back. Like, how insane is that? I mean, there are some dreams I'd love to watch back. 
But yeah, so there is actually another thing, you know, that just thinking out loud the way they could possibly do it is, have you seen those new glasses that you can get, which uh, are speakers, essentially, the headphones. So you put the glasses on and it, it's just vibration and it uses your skull, your bones as a conductor. Oh, okay. So only you hear it. Yeah, yeah. So it's not an actual speaker because it's just conducting through your bones and wiggling your yeah. your ear bones. So you can hear it, but it's just literally just vibration, not actually sound. So what if there was just a way to make that, but on a bigger scale so you can direct it at someone's head at the correct vibration so you can hear something you know it doesn't really seem like that far-fetched of a technology anymore i suppose but i think what they're going with the mind control they're just saying they're gonna not control you're not gonna hypnotize you they're just gonna control you through your own mind i get you because if i could say into your head jordan this is your conscience speaking bringing in a cheese toasty naked you know then i'd be right on it <laughs> but they're fine <laughs> But, you know, you, you would just think, where's this voice coming from? It's in my head. Maybe I better do it because it's an alien. Right, yeah. Almost like you're held hostage. Exactly, yeah, absolutely. And finally, number four, simulated events. The final stage would involve using the combination of the aforementioned technologies to stage a grand spectacle, such as a simulated religious event or an elaborate alien invasion, with the intention to unite all of humanity under the single global government or the new world order using fear and reverence as a means of control. Mm, okay. So, yeah, I think this is the crux of it. This is the main point. You know, everything else is just building up to it. But what they're eventually intending to do is create this alien attack, which is fake. And the government's going to come together and go, oh, by the way, wink, wink, we need to just form one government to keep uh, everyone in check so that we can fight these aliens. But they are the aliens, essentially. Yeah. I suppose there is maybe one positive out of that, potentially. What's up? There's so many kind of fights and sort of civil wars, and potentially it might just bring everyone together finally in a little bit of harmony of us humans, our one race against whatever. Even if that whatever isn't really there, it might just unite us in some way. So I think, you know, everyone banding together under the rule of these people and it literally having an Elysium effect with the poor below and the rich and elite not giving a f*** about the, the bottom people. Yeah. That's maybe... It would be nice if the world could just come together and be nice, but under our own terms and not forced by the people who are just using us to gather their own riches. Mm, I agree. Well, there's more of us than there are of them, I guess, so we can just... as long as we all realize this has happened because you know i think the mass majority probably if this did happen wouldn't realize that it was a, a faked thing mm. but if enough of us knew that we could just uprise it anyway couldn't we that is true yeah two guys what's up here we come yeah, yeah well we will be the leaders the front men of the revolution screw you light aliens you bastards david ike <laughs> pass me my axe <laughs> <laughs> But, but yeah, that's about it for Project Bluebeam. Uh, it seems like it's all kicking off at the moment, though. Aliens here, disasters there, Jesus knocking at my front door every night, government doing this and that all over the shop. <laughs> so uh, my main and final thought on all of this is uh, religion is in decline, really. You know, we've had kind of soft disclosure and no one really cared. So if they were to simulate an alien invasion, people just wouldn't give a shit. They'd be like, My name is Crumbledad. My people don't come in peace. We're here to take this dump over. And people would just be like, Yeah, shut up, man. I'm trying to watch Mr. Beast to see if he can survive 79 hours trapped inside Norwich. <laughs> At first, I thought you were going to say Mr. Bean. Mr. Bean, yeah. You know, whatever floats the boat, you know. People could be watching EastEnders. So I don't think the aliens are going to care, but the aliens would be like, We're here. We're going to take you over. And people would just be like, Fuck off, mate. <laughs> 
yeah. But anyway, so I don't think that in this day and age that the plan would have been as effective as it might have been if it were indeed devised and implemented in the 80s. No, I agree. I think we're generally all a little more... I think we're a bit more accepting, a bit more open-minded. Yeah, the realms of possibilities are far wider now. Most definitely. And if you look at the people who are still being ball bags, you know, they're all like 80. Yeah, exactly. Sodom. But yes, that is it for Project Bluebeam. Keep your eyes and your wits about you, me all peoples. If you see an alien, just don't think it's an alien. Just keep watching your YouTube. Perfect, yeah. What was it that someone once said? Don't believe anything you hear and only believe half of what you see with your own eyes. A beautiful Jordan saying to live by. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> was that one of the things from your notes? <laughs> yeah. So do you think you believe in it? I think so. I I don't think I would disbelieve it. I would say that it probably exists, but to a lesser degree than people have speculated. Well, who really knows, I suppose, but... Very true. But anyway, I want to hear some of your 10-year-old comedy gold. So here's the thing. I have a whole bunch of them, and I think I'm just going to rattle through some of them. Here's the thing. I'm very much into the puns. Yes, yeah, I love a good pun. I do. I just think it's amazing. So these are not in any particular order, so I'm just reading them from top down. Brilliant. Are you ready for Jordan's comedy show? I cannot wait. Uh, (laughs) Just imagine yourself on a stage, red curtains, brick background, microphone in front of you, spotlight, I'm your audience, make me laugh, or you're fired. God, see, that's the worst thing, is it? Make me laugh, funny boy. (laughs) You're on the back foot already. (gasps) I'd get my dick out. (laughs) Definitely then people laugh. Yeah. (laughs) It is a surefire way. (laughs) (laughs) My bank says all my invoices are outstanding. Quite pleased with myself. (laughs) Very good. (laughs) It's ironic when you hear, infertility runs in the family. (laughs) I think the only person's diary less eventful than mine is Elizabeth Fritzl's. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that was possibly a bit dark, wasn't it? Um, I love watching a chick flick before I go to sleep, but apparently it's perverse without their consent. (laughs) Oh God! (laughs) There's a shop in my town called Scope, which has the tagline for people with cerebral palsy. I can't help but think they should branch out to other customers too. (laughs) If Harry Potter was Australian, we could have actually called him the Wizard of Oz. Very true. (laughs) Apparently a man's facial hair will grow faster when he's thinking about sex. And it's true. I mean, Ian was clean shaven 10 minutes ago. (laughs) Now look at him. How long have you known me? Have I just been saying that joke all this time? I just thought I could adapt this one. Beautiful. I love it. <laughs> Was that on the fly? Because that would show improv skills as well. Oh, totally on the fly, because wow. I am f***ing pro. <laughs> <laughs> if someone is good at being bad, which one are they? Oh, God, John, that's a conundrum. <laughs> Hitmen. They get away with murder. <laughs> I'm so tired of being an insomniac. (laughs) I'll write down a list of reasons why I don't procrastinate later. Very good. Very good. Chick flick. (laughs) Did you like that one? Yeah, it's good. I came up with a slogan for arthritis awareness. Oh, yeah? I called it Fingers Crossed. (laughs) Graveyards. I dig them. (laughs) I have a theory that many people I know are actually just nudists in disguise. Very true. I don't need the disguise. (laughs) You don't even try and hide it. <laughs> Except between your legs. <laughs> no, it's just hidden in the pubes. It's... <laughs> All right. <laughs> they say to practice safe sex, yet there's safety in numbers. Surely that's a mixed message. <laughs> Getting stood up on a date? Now that's embarrassing, said Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> Men and women with an active sex life are more likely to live a longer and more productive life is not the most subtle chat-up line. 
<laughs> I guess if the person is very open to um, logic and facts, then I guess that would be the best chat-up line. Maybe, yeah. At least, you know, it's right to the point, isn't it? Say it with a ring out. I, I don't follow. Just say it with a wedding ring out. Oh, I, was, I wondered if you meant like a cock ring. <laughs> oh, you're an asshole. <laughs> You'll be like bent over in front of them, Ace Venturing it. Yeah. <laughs> Men and women. <laughs> Fantastic. My friend has a strange obsession with writing jokes about the Titanic. Whatever floats your boat. I think he's got some deep issues, and the jokes are just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> there was more i'd get really <laughs> jacked off with it though things aren't always so rosy oh, God. time to say bon voyage to those terribly written jokes <laughs> so bad. that's that one done that was a four point <laughs> my bank lets me send a text message and it'll text me back with my balance it's such a good feature but i do think the lol was unnecessary <laughs> anyone interested in a broken marionette for sale no strings attached. Very clever. Very clever, John. <laughs> Rest in peace to Steve Jobs. I guess an apple a day doesn't really keep the doctor away. <laughs> I can imagine you hearing on the news. Oh, Stephen Jobs is dead. Better run to my notebook. <laughs> I used to be a bastard. <laughs> Still in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just an audio format. <laughs> yeah. You don't get the awful visual as well. <laughs> a trap sciatic nerve. What a pain in the ass. <laughs> If you're too lazy to be lazy, which are you? Good lord. It's a conundrum. <laughs> I think the Dragon's Den should have been renamed to Cash in the Attic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd have been better, to be honest. Last couple. Okay. I was sat watching tennis the other night and my leg went into a complete cramp. Sports injuries are the worst. <laughs> American Independence Day. Yeah, everyone celebrates it together. <laughs> Apparently heat makes things expand, so clearly I don't have a weight problem at all. I'm just really hot. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that one. And final one. Quick Fit have a sign-up promoting jet wash, but I don't know why they bother. They don't even have a place to land. <laughs> <laughs> So there you go. That's a view out of my pool of stuff that some of it I just cannot say. Can you give us a shit one? One of the ones you think was the absolute worst? I mean, some would say I already have. <laughs> I mean, there are some just really stupid ones and just rubbish ones like, you're such a bad influence you could corrupt innocent smoothies. <laughs> I like that one. <laughs> so, I mean, they're all much of a muchness, really. But yeah, so that's what I used to do. Oh, very clever. I used to just find things that I found amusing and I'd just make a little note of it. Yeah, man, that's awesome. There were some real clever ones in them. Not to say that I didn't expect it, but I didn't know they were going to be sort of quite so good. So I'm very proud. Oh, right, well, I'll take it. <laughs> As reviews go. I'm finally glad that you are my co-host. <laughs> As reviews go, I think I will take that as a small win. Yeah, uh, three three and a half stars. Nice. Oh, is that out of 100? Out of 45. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm only kidding. No, they're very good, very clever. Thank you. Very funny. I honestly don't know how well that segment will go down. <laughs> God, this could be the first and last time you ever hear my jokes. I would love to hear some more. If you could turn some of them into, like, anecdotes, stories, that would be cool. And, like, speak for two hours for one joke. Yeah, yeah. So I'll turn up, do the intro. <laughs> F*** off for a nap. You can say your bit. <laughs> you wake up just for the punchline. <laughs> yeah. I'll just record it later. Just add some, ah, and ooh. <laughs> I'll just give you like yeah. ten laughs you can insert them where you want. <laughs> yeah. Or you'll say something in response, but it will have been totally the wrong response. Like, yeah. oh, and they died. <laughs> no. Good on no, them. No, that's not the funny bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the joke wasn't over there, Ian. Yeah, inconsiderate p- <laughs> 
dick. <laughs> anyway, so does that about bring us round to the end of today's episode then, me old pal? I think it does. That is a very long episode for us. Yeah, this is the longest we've gone for. 36 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for tuning in to today's episode of two guys what's up don't forget to follow the show wherever you listen to us so you don't miss another episode and maybe even tell a friend just take your friend to jordan's comedy show and <laughs> laugh at all the inappropriate places when he says hey my mother-in-law eh just laugh in his face <laughs> just get up on stage grab him by the collar just laugh in his face <laughs> And do it on the way out as well. And then on your way home on the radio, just listen to two guys what's up with your friends. Nice. Can't go wrong. If you'd like to get in touch with us, our Linktree link is in the bio of this episode where you can click on and be jetted off to all of the amazing places where you can find anything you will ever need to get in touch with us or to follow us or to find anything you want about us. Within reason. Including John's newly released Pornhub account. <laughs> just more comedy for you to go and laugh at. And only fans. <laughs> Uh, SPH is his content. SPH? Stands for Small Penis Humiliation. Oh, really? (laughs) Oh, would you know that? (laughs) My wife's favourite kink. Okay. Oh, it's lucky she married you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Lovely. So in our link tree, you can also find the link to our Patreon. And what's that, Ian? Well, Jordan, I'm glad you asked. (laughs) Our Patreon is where you can find all sorts of Two Guys What's Up bonus stuff, including our beautiful pin badge, which also comes with a shout-out, which is what we're going to do right now, because we have a new patron, Jordan. Hey! Special thank you to Niall. Thank you for supporting us on Patreon. We hope you are enjoying your fantastically handcrafted, beautiful pin badge. Oh, yeah. You can look cool around all of your friends now. Absolutely, yeah. And also, Niall, you sound like a really nice guy, because only the best people sign up to our our patreon very true very that is very true jordan so so far there are four fantastic people in the world there are absolutely <laughs> but i feel like there are more out there there are more out there. <laughs> waiting to become amazing absolutely yeah so if you're on the fence don't stop to think about it just jump on into the two guys what's up garden and sign up i mean don't feel like you're doing it for us either you're doing it for you you're making yourself better you are improving can you imagine how fantastic you'd look in one of our two guys what's up branded t-shirts just walking down the street saluting everyone with your, your finger guns as you walk down like a, <laughs> like a cringy spider-man <laughs> from spider-man 3 you know just like all super cool wearing your two guys what's up t-shirt yeah brilliant i mean even if you're ugly you'll look sexy our t-shirts can bring any three to an easy eight at least so if you're already an eight you're gonna be off the charts man you'll be out there in the f***ing hundreds pal Boom! Straight up to the top. It's like me when I wear one. Yeah, I'm wearing mine right now, and my wife can't keep her hands off me. And she's <laughs> in here at the beginning of this recording, just like, just come downstairs, baby. I was like, just get off me! I need to do the recording, baby. <laughs> in order to get rid of her, I had to take the t-shirt off. Oh, and then okay. she saw my horrible hairy boobs and was like, okay, yeah, <laughs> I'm out I'm of here. Out. <laughs> yeah, f- this. What about for a pack of cigarettes? I don't even smoke, but I feel like I need to. <laughs> So all of those things sound brilliant, and if you can't get enough of our fantastic tales and gorgeous voices, well now you can even get more of that because we have started doing bonus episodes which we release on the last Friday of every month, and there is currently two just sitting on there, just waiting for your ears to just engulf you in the most fantastical two guys what's up audio you've ever heard in your goddamn life. Yeah, I mean everyone's heard of Thank God It's Friday, but now there's a reason. Exactly, yeah, well now now it's Thank God It's Now the Fourth Friday. (laughs) Thank God It's the Last Friday. 
<laughs> so all of that is over there on the Patreon right now, and it all starts from just £3 a month for the bonus episode. So, like I say, if you're on the fence, if you're waiting, if you're umming, you're iron, just jump in. £3 a month. And £3 a month, it's not much. It's less than a Tesco's meal deal. Precisely, yeah. Even with the cold card prices, man. There you go. Bargain. All of that is available on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash two guys what's up, which I will obviously link in the bio down below for your clickety click click clacking convenience. <laughs> but if you still can't do any of that sort of stuff, or you don't want to, or you're not quite ready to jump headfirst into the two guys what's up world of fantastical patrons, then you could hopefully go and give us a five star rating and review in the Apple Podcast app, because that would just be like one of the very next best things that you could probably do for us, and we would be forever grateful. We would. But on that note, thanks for listening, guys. You have an amazing week, and we will see you next Monday! Bye! 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 I'll stick you on the barbecue. Very nice. Can't wait. I love getting <laughs> love a good grilling. I love a good spit roast. Oh, yeah. I can certainly provide that. <laughs>